Cecily Watkins de Ravenel sat alone in the library, thinking about her little grandson. He was such a beautiful child, her little Neddy, a Botticelli angel with his red-gold curls and blue eyes, so bright and sparkling and full of laughter. He was a happy little scamp, this heir to the de Ravenel empire, the fourth child after his three sisters, Bess, Mary, and Cecily. He was only five years old, but there were times when he expressed himself so well she often thought she was talking to a much older child. Cecily was filled with relief that he was not suffering from the dreaded Spanish flu. People were dropping like flies all over the world once they became stricken with this new strain of the flu virus. The newspapers were saying that more people were dying of the flu than had been killed in the war. And the other children were all very well indeed, including Richard, who was two years old, and Anne, born a few months ago. Her son might not find his wife Elizabeth a true soulmate, or even a companionable woman to be with, God knows he spent as little time as possible with her, but he was obviously still attracted to her physically. Six children already, and Cecily felt sure there would be more to come in the not-too-distant future. Although Cecily de Ravenel had never liked her daughter-in-law, she had always acknowledged her great beauty, with her silver-gilt hair that fell halfway down her back to her waist, her crystal-clear, sky-blue eyes, and that incomparable pink-and-white complexion which was without blemish. She was thirty-eight now, and yet Elizabeth did not show her age. No, the problem with Elizabeth Wyland de Ravenel was her character. There was an arrogance inherent in her personality, and she was a snob. And she had an extraordinarily jealous nature, and was constantly confronting Edward with vile and vulgar gossip about him, announcing that she knew all about his affairs with other women. If Elizabeth were smarter, she would keep her mouth shut and stop berating Edward about non-existent affairs, Cecily thought. Being unjustly accused generally pushed an innocent man into the arms of the first available woman. She's such a fool. Edward and Richard came in, and she said, Ned, it's the 14th of December today. I do think we ought to consider cancelling the festivities we've planned. I've already decided to cancel. I'll telephone Will, also Vicky and Stephen. They're like family and will understand. I'd better have a word with George also. George! Richard exclaimed. You didn't tell me you'd invited George, Ned. How could you? I didn't. George invited himself, and you know what our brother is like. He said that he was bringing Isabel and the children. Why didn't you tell him he couldn't come for Christmas? Richard cried. You know how upset I've been with him, and so has Anne. The way he treated her and blocked our engagement was appalling. It was my idea, Cecily interjected very softly. I hoped you would both make up this Christmas. Laughing hollowly, Richard snapped. You always did stick up for him, even when he was a boy. Richard now turned to Edward, stared at him. George betrayed you, Ned. He went over to Neville's side after Neville and you quarrelled. He entangled himself in Neville's plans to go along with Louis Charpentier and make a bid for de Ravenel's. You know he betrayed you, and that I have always stood by your side no matter what. My loyalty binds me. And yet you permitted George to block my marriage to Anne. Because you were both so young, I believed I had time to work things out with George. He was demanding all of Neville's fortune because Isabel was the eldest daughter. He didn't want Anne to share in it. And because you agreed to wait, I got Anne her fair share of Neville's estate, Richard. Richard shook his head. I just don't understand why it is that George has to be accommodated all the time. 
Personally, I think he's crazy. Let's not forget our cousin Henry Grant, who spent a lot of time in lunatic asylums. Ned guffawed. Oh, Richard! Are you suggesting that the bad genes carried by Henry de Ravenel Grant of Lancaster might well be inherent in the de Ravenels of Yorkshire, the true heirs of Guy de Ravenel? Richard, I don't believe that is a very nice thing to say about George. He can be very kind, and he does mean well, Cecily answered. No, he doesn't, Richard thought, but said, If you say so, mother, let's close the discussion about George, shall we?